KLVZ and KLVZ HD Brighton, KLVZ FM on 94.3 and 95.3 and streaming at Legends953.com. Welcome to the Garden Wise Show with Colorado's most knowledgeable and entertaining garden experts, the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. Get ready for gardening tips that you can use right now. New plants, hot products, and the latest from horticultural science. The lines are open, so call into the Legend Studio now. 303-477-2473. 303-477-2473. On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. And we are back here at the Garden Wise Show with the Garden Wise Guys, Jim Borland and Keith Hunt, <clears throat> all of which occurs right here on Legends 810. We were uh, uh, wrapping up. No, we weren't wrapping up. We were in the middle of a phone call from Don about yeah. a wa- uh, what we think might be a water issue. Don, are you back up now? Yeah. All yeah. right. <clears throat> yeah, both Jim and I were talking, you know, it sounds like a lot of shade for a lawn. Uh, yeah. Possibly the grass is just getting more and more shade each year, and this year was a tipping point. But uh, have you considered seeding in a shade-tolerant grass into that area? Uh, no, I, no, I haven't, so maybe that'd be a good idea. Yeah. I, I think so. I think that's going to be your best bet. Now, one, one thing you can do is to uh, take a sample, you know, something 8 by 8 square uh, on the edge of a, a bad area so that there's some green grass and some not-so-green grass in your sample. And take that into your local garden center. Well, who are you close to? Uh, O'Toole's. Okay, yeah, take it over there. Um, ask for Chris. He'd be able to help you the best. Uh-huh. And, uh, and have him take a look at it and see what's going on. Okay. Uh, that way, you know, we can definitively <coughs> d- determine if it's an insect pest. Then, yeah, we can recommend something, um, or Chris will recommend something to use for insects. Or it might be a fungus, or it might just be a shade issue. So, um, it, it's hard to do that over the radio. It's best if if somebody can look at it in person. Okay. Also, there, I got a couple of necrotic ring spots. They've been there for a few years. I guess you just don't get rid of those guys. You can treat for that. Yeah, you can treat for it. There's a, there's a product on the market that's called Fertilome, is the brand, Fertilome Liquid Systemic Fungicide. Oh, okay. And you can mix that up and really soak the ground with it. Okay. In that area, and that will help. Okay. And you, might want, you might want to apply this next year, too, um, before you see this <clears throat> ring spot coming in. Yeah, May is a real good time to do yeah. that. Okay. So take a take a picture with your phone or whatever so you know exactly where it's going to show up and and then treat it before it does show up. Okay, sounds good. All right. Okay, thank you very much. You All bet. right, thanks, Don. Yep. All right, we have empty lines now, so we're All just going right, to sit here in quiet. We're going <clears> to <throat> mo- we're going to we're just going to think about what we could be talking about. Well, we could sit here and and uh, you know just fold our legs and and uh and our palms and just sing omne padre om over and over <laughs> well, we could meditate <laughs> well that's kind of what that is yeah i guess yeah. so hey uh for those of you who maybe once in a while miss our show because of you know life happens you can always listen to it on sundays because we the the station here will rebroadcast this show 
from today, we'll rebroadcast it tomorrow at 6 o'clock. At 6 o'clock. In the evening, not in the morning. 6 o'clock p.m. Yes. And if you're so inclined, you can go to listen to our podcasts. And that would be online. You can go to a, a website okay. called <coughs> Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N, dot com. And you can listen to all of our shows in any order you like. That's right. Except you can't listen to them backwards. You still have to listen to them front to back. No, we tried that once, and there were some really nasty messages that came out. <laughs> e- evil. Evil, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you remember when the records were played backwards? Was oh, that I one did. of the Beatles records were played backwards? Uh, was that Pink all Floyd or something? I don't, I don't know. Remember. All kinds of evil messages came out. Yeah, supposedly. You had to have a vivid imagination. <laughs> I suppose you did, yeah. <laughs> Man. I guess. Hey, I've been thinking about, uh, this may not be a good idea. You tell me. Um, starting up, a, 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 ver- a very short, brief thing we could do every week. And that would be the Garden Wise Wise Advice. Okay. And, and I just thought of one this week. I, I think it applies to everybody. Stay away from quicksand. That's excellent. See? Yeah. So maybe I'll just do one of those every week. Okay. You do that. Just make our life a little happier. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, have you seen Japanese beetles show up in your yard? I was just uh, looking around in mine the other day, and I found <laughs> three. It's it's the middle of July. I mean, what's I going know, on? I know. There's something else here, I tell you. I mean, I'm happy about it. I'm happy there was only three. Well, I was thinking I it because I used eight pre preemptively that that's why I'm not seeing that many Japanese beetles. It does but act as a repellent. A repellent as well. And But I'm thinking now that there's, there's just not that many this year. Mm-hmm. Which is good. Yeah, and I don't know why. I wonder if it was our, our wet, rainy spring. Could be. They just sat in the ground and rotted. I like that idea. <laughs> I do, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if there are fewer this year, that means that there's... Fewer next year. Fewer next year, yeah. that's right. And if we keep this up, they'll be gone. Yeah, we'll go into a negative <laughs> yeah, situation. Right. That's right. We'll be sucking they'll them be, in from other areas. There'll be a Japanese beetle <laughs> vacuum. Uh, now they're beginning to worry about Japanese beetles in the Northwest. Really? They yeah. got that far? Um they're setting out traps mm-hmm. at all the border stations, and uh, you know they're thinking that they're going to capture everyone that comes across the border. Mm, I don't think it works that way, folks. <laughs> but anyway, they're beginning to be a little worried. Hmm. Yeah, I would think Portland would be very worried, being yeah. the rose city of the country. Yeah, absolutely. And all the boy, an awful lot of our uh, our garden center plants are grown in the Northwest. Right. Tons of them. Yeah. And then all the grapevines on the West Coast. Yeah. And that means less wine for less everybody. Less wine. It'll be more expensive then. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, that too. Yep. As long as you don't get across the ocean into Hawaii, I, I'm, <laughs> I guess I'm good. I, <laughs> there you go. I don't... Yeah. Whatever happened to murder hornets? I haven't heard anything about murder I, hornets I, in a long time. I, I think they killed each other. <laughs> I haven't either, and uh, you know, that was, I guess he saw one, he seen two, and it was identified, and all of a sudden, the, the entire nation is up in arms over murder hornets. But you're right; I haven't, I haven't uh, heard of anybody dying from them. Weren't they up in the Pacific yeah. Northwest? And uh, is I that where they found them? Uh, they forced them all to check their guns at the door or something. I, <laughs> I don't know. 
All right. Well, it was a serious question, but I guess we're not going to treat it that way. <laughs> Those are big hornets. I mean, big. Yeah, they <clears> are. People were mistaken ichneumon moths or wasp as murder hornets. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, and those are big. Those are friendly. Yeah. They're harmless. But I guess murder hornets will go in and just cut the heads off of honeybees and yeah. hives and just kill the whole hive. Yeah, just, just for the fun of it. <laughs> it makes you wonder, what I the heck were I they thinking? I don't know. I don't know. Do they go in and steal the honey then? I don't I, think hornets I, Yeah, I, what's honey. the purpose of that? I don't know. It's like... Do they take their heads back home and mount them? I, I don't know. Wear them in a necklace? I don't <laughs> you never hear that kind of information. No. Uh-uh. Maybe they make slippers out of them. No, I don't know. Anyway, we've got JT waiting to talk to us about rose bushes. Good morning, JT. Hi, guys. Hey. You're, you're having such a problem with Japanese beetles. I'm killing about 100 of them a week or drowning them. Are you? Good for you. In my yard. What, what kind of plants are they on? Okay. All right. And you're you're in Centennial, right? In Centennial. I'm down by Park Meadows Mall. Okay. And <coughs> unfortunately, my next door neighbor has a couple of Virginia creepers, and they love that stuff. Yeah, they sure do love that plant. I'm uh, fortunately the the neighbors have just moved in, and I'm trying to get over there when they're both at work and kill the Virginia creepers. <laughs> Well, that'll just mean more of them come over to your yard then. Yeah. More. Well, I haven't seen them on the Virginia creeper yet. We pulled a lot of that up. Mm-hmm. When you might you might uh, talk to your neighbor and see if one or both of you could uh, could spray the Virginia creeper with uh, eight. Yeah. Yeah. This seems to work really well. Yeah, and and of course you can do that with your roses as well. Oh. What the rose bushes are going to there, look. There'll be nothing left when you get back. There'll be just skeletons. <laughs> but I wanted to let you know that they're, they're certainly coming out in, in volumes down here. And we live in a subdivision called Willow Creek. Okay. And uh, they are just, at least in my yard, I'm, I'm going out there daily and, and picking them out like dozens at a time and dropping them in soapy water. And yeah. Letting Lesson. Well, that's that's depressing to know. Yeah. So I just didn't want to have you feeling as though they had gone away. <laughs> well, okay. thank you, JT. And I did put down the grub stuff uh-huh. last fall on at least my yard. Unfortunately, I live right next down, right next to a green belt piece. Where the, where the street would have gone through if they if they paved it, but they grassed it instead. So if I don't have a street going right by next door, mm-hmm. but uh, I didn't put the grub preventer out there. Is it irrigated out there? My yard, and it didn't seem to have done. Do you have any idea what it looks like where they come out of the ground? Um, I I do not. I would expect there to be. A, a hole. <laughs> yeah. I have seen a couple of holes 
particularly right next to some lavender plants that we have. And it looks like a, a little brown mound of dirt with a perfectly circular hole right in the middle of it. And that I'm sounds more like a night crawler hole. No. No? no. And I'm, I've been seriously tempted to grab some insect repellent and spray the hole. Well, by the time you see the hole, it's, they're gone. Right, they're gone. Yeah. yeah. Hey, is that, um, is that open space next to you, that grassy area, is it irrigated over there? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it's got sprinklers on it. It sprays the dickens out of the fence that I had to put up between my yard and the... And the had to replace that because it was 75 years old and it was falling apart. Oh, uh, Yeah. I, f I think I would fall apart at 75. Hey, hey, watch your tongue there. <laughs> you're, you're talking to me, too, there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I'm, we put in a vegetable garden, and I'm hoping that the, the Japanese beetles don't particularly like tomatoes and beans. And, and yeah, they don't like tomatoes, but they do like beans, especially pole beans. Yeah, they typically leave that alone. Good. Yeah. Although they do like my hollyhocks that are growing yeah. in the vegetable garden. Yeah, they garden. do like hollyhocks. All right. Well, I'll get some eight and see if I can spray a little bit. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm scared to death that by, we get, by the time we get back here in the last week of August, there won't many, be many, many roses coming up. Yeah, that, that may be true. You'll have to wait for the fall <coughs> crop of growth to get some flowers before yeah. winter. Yeah. Well, I've done that once. I've had, I'm amazed that uh, one of the big bushes that puts out a lot of yellow flowers suddenly didn't. I mean, it was a mass of yellow flowers, and they all died, and I cut them off, and now it's, there, there isn't a flower on the bush. Sometimes it can be just a varietal. Um, some some roses are rebloomers. Uh, many are not. They have their their main crop, and then they're done for the year. Yeah, this has always rebloomed in the past. Oh, okay. To a, you know, a little twig that's got five leaves on it. It'll, it'll put out, and they are doing it now, or that rose bush is doing it right now. But it's just <coughs> a large bush, and I'm really disappointed that we don't have any flowers on it right now it's right next to the deck yeah i'm anyway. wondering i'm wondering whether he ought to think about giving the before you leave on your trip yeah. give the roses a hard prune before you leave and a dose of fertilizer and then you know without having any flowers on them they may not be as attractive to japanese beetles and by the time you get back you'll have a decent looking plant that could well be now i normally put down that bare uh systemic yeah Fertilizer and insect repellent. Mm-hmm. Will that do anything? Will that discourage the beetles? I don't think it's going to. Um, it, it that's meant more for smaller insects like aphids. Yeah. I don't think that it gets up into the plant in high enough quantities to discourage the Japanese beetles. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to exercise my brain to stop them. Yeah. Yeah, you and about 300 million other people in the country. And yeah, you can uh, encase your roses in cheesecloth before you leave. 
hey, we've got 20 rose bushes out there. Yeah. That would be, it would take me until the day we leave to get them all covered. No kidding, yeah. And that would look so nice, too, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, my neighbors would love it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for your opinion, and, and uh, keep up the good work. We appreciate it. Well, enjoy your trip. We'll do it. Thank you. Uh-huh. And having said that, I think we should go out and take a tiny little break. A tiny little back. one? Yeah, tiny little. Can you do that, Sean? Tiny little? All right. And when we get back, we're going to take more of your phone calls right here on Legends 810. Do you have insects on your roses? Do you have borers damaging your trees and shrubs due to stress or the drought? Fertilome Tree and Shrub Drench is a great product that will give you season-long protection against many insects. Fertilome Tree and Shrub Drench can act as a preventer or a curative for insects that suck or chew on leaves or bore under the bark. This is the easiest product to use. Simply measure, mix in a bucket, and pour around the base of the tree. No messy spraying involved, and an application can last up to one year. Protect your trees with Fertilome Tree and Shrub Drench. Find it at a local independent nursery, garden center, or a hardware store, including Wilmore Nursery in Littleton, The Tree Farm in Longmont, Tagawa Gardens in Centennial, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, Jared's Nursery in Littleton. To find your closest dealer, go to www.fertilome.com. That's www.fertilome.com. Rain or shine, stop by Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden to check out the great selection of annuals and perennials in stock. Trucks arrive almost daily with flowers, ornamental grasses, and shrubs. It is not too late to start some of the warm season veggies from seed, cucumbers, beans, squash, also some of the root crops such as carrots and beets. The leafy veggies are fine if provided with shade. As always, Jared's has a great gift store and some fun garden art. Lots of dragons this year, as well as many other unusual items. Stop in and check them out. Pots include several styles of aqua pots, the new stylish ceramic self-watering pots you see advertised everywhere. These pots, developed by proven winners, are not only stylish, but they reduce water usage and make it much easier to keep the plants happy and healthy. Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden on West Bulls Avenue between Kipling and Sims. Hours are 9 to 6 weekdays and 9 to 5 weekends. Hope to see you soon. Well, now that summer is in full swing, it's easy to get distracted from caring for the yard. But we don't want to do that, do we? No, we don't. And we don't want to forget about those Japanese beetles either. The adult beetles may have disappeared, but they're not gone. Not only did they feast on your roses and your berries this summer, they laid eggs in your turf so that they can start again next year. Take a stand with Phylum's GrubGon. GrubGon is a non-chemical BT granule that specifically targets scarab pests and their larvae. Simply apply the granule with a spreader, irrigate it into the soil, and let the naturally occurring bacteria do its job. Not only is GrubGon easy to use, but it is the only non-chemical choice that effectively controls grubs. And my favorite part? It's not toxic to bees or other pollinators and beneficials. In fact, GrubGon has no label restrictions for use around flowering plants, so you don't have to get on your hands and knees to remove dandelions before using this product. GrubGon from Phylum Bioproducts, the natural choice. You'll find GrubGon at your favorite independent lawn and garden retailer. And tell them the Garden Wise Guys sent you. I'm 
Call into the Fix It Show with your questions about your home. Saturday morning at 9.30. Specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix It Show. Helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions, they have answers. Call into the Fix It Show every Saturday morning from 9.30 to 10.30 on Legends. And we are back here on the Garden Wise Show on Legends 810 with the Garden Wise Guys. That's Jim and Keith right here taking your phone calls. Uh, I can report this week that there have been no new coneflower cultivars released that I can find. So we're still holding steady at 725. I know there's a bunch of them in the offing. They're stewing at the breeder's place. Yes. Oh, okay. He showed pictures. This is a breeder, Marco Van Nort happens to be his name. He's in the Netherlands. And uh, doing pretty good work. Mm-hmm. Uh, some remarkable new ones coming out. Uh, no names yet. Um, and, and the people responded asking him what the names were. And he, he typically doesn't respond to anything he, that he uh, posts. Mm-hmm. So, and I go to his website, and they're not there yet. Okay. But they are really good looking, I'll tell you. Right. Almost as good looking as my four and a half foot tall uh, Echinacea purpurea, purple coneflower. Oh yeah, four and a half. Feet. Four and a half feet. Yes. In the front yard. And uh, this is in the right next to my my uh, my wife's herb garden. Oh, so it's getting irrigated. Yeah. Okay. Yes, getting irrigated. It's coming up between the cracks in the in the bricks. <laughs> <laughs> Very attractive. Yeah. I mean, quite tall. Pretty flowers. Suitable for cutting, I might add. I would think so at that height. <laughs> and I've seen Japanese beetles on them, the flowers. They squish them. And um, yellow swallowtails are mm-hmm. doing their thing. And and monarch butterfly was there too. Cool. And 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 a hummingbird. Went to your echinacea? Didn't find anything, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he went back to the monardas that he was feeding on. I had, or, or she, it might have been a she. I put two echinaceas in last year, and one was a red, mm-hmm. I think it was <clears throat> tomato soup or something like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous thing. This year it comes up, all centers, no petals. Yeah, uh, we know what happened to that. It's aster yellows. Aster yellows. And that is a disease. Yep, systemic. I had to dig a whole plant out and throw it away. Yep. I was pissed. Yep. But then right beside it, not more than a foot or two away, another one, different variety, gorgeous, just Mm -hmm. gorgeous. Yeah, the bugs didn't like that one. I guess not. But there's nothing you can do about aster yellows. Now, it's an insidious thing because it looks like it's going to go ahead and bloom and then, Mm -hmm. ooh, what's that? (laughs) It's like, oh, look at all the buds coming. It's going to be gorgeous. Oh, darn. (laughs) Those aren't flower. Well, they are flower buds, but right. they've been well, if compromised. It, if, if it did produce a petal, it was all deformed yep. and crooked, and there might be three petals on an entire flower. Yep. And you thought, oh, good, a mutation. Maybe I've got something here. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> uh, no. No. <clears throat> Aster yellows happens to a lot of flowers. Well, it happens to <gasps> asters, mm-hmm. <laughs> of all things. Yeah. Doesn't it happen to marigolds, too? Ooh. Marigolds get other, some kind of deforming other thing. Other genera. Wow. 
Hmm. I'd have to relook that up. I, I think you're right. I don't know why that my mind says he, he's right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I can't verify that with well, my I, other side of my mind. I just noticed <clears throat> I, I've seen marigolds, especially the French, the smaller, yes. the small flowered marigolds. Mm-hmm. Will come up with these really deformed buds and strange-looking foliage, and I've always associated that with aster yellows. Maybe I was wrong. Could it's be, hard to believe. Could be marigold yellows. Marigold. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Well, let's go see what Steve is up to out there in Parker. He has a some, uh, question about his potatoes. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. What's uh, going on? Well, I want to ask a follow-up question on the Japanese beetles first, if I can. I sure. Went down, I went down and took a look at my uh, roses. <clears throat> the damage is pretty limited, but what is occurring is something is taking a little bite out of the edge of a leaf that's a little bigger than a pencil eraser, and it's right on the edge of the leaf, and it usually is just one bite, and then the rest of the leaf is untouched. I was wondering, what does Japanese beetle damage to foliage on roses uh, they, look like? Yeah, they, they typically feed in the center of the leaf and skeleton okay. and what they call skeletonize it, leaving right. only the veins and eating everything in between. Okay. Now, this one that you're describing, are the, was it a perfectly semicircle? Yes. Well, okay. It was like a, yes, or it's almost a circle. That yeah, you'll you'll see more. You'll see more of those, and if you happen to have any grapes, they'll 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 go to those as well, and probably some other plants too. Uh, these are leaf cutter leaf cutter bees. I had to rethink that. <laughs> Is that really what I wanted to say? Yes. yes. Leaf cutter bees. They cut circles out of there. They roll them up as if they're going to smoke them. And then they take them back to their, their nest, and they shove those into their nest. And previously, they laid an egg at the bottom of that nest. And the eggs hatch, and the larvae come out and eat those leaves. So it's, it's a beneficial bug. It's, yeah. it's a good thing. It's, it, uh, if, if you can look at that and say, oh, I've got leafcutter bees, that's a great thing, then it, the damage doesn't look quite so bad. And and the plant doesn't really notice. No, I agree. Yeah. The, da- the damage is not that bad. I have not found any evidence yet of Japanese beetles, so I'm just Good. thankful. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I looked at the hollyhocks as well when you mentioned those. They seem to have a different problem, which I often get, which is either tiny perforations of the leaves <clears throat> or speckles of yellowing on the leaves. I suppose the latter could be a fertilizer problem. Um, two things come to mind. One is that next time you go out there, turn the leaf over and see if, see if there isn't this orange stuff growing on the bottom of the leaf. That's called rust. It's a fungus. And the other one is uh, look down into the new buds and see if you don't see little, quite small weevils. They'd be dark brown in color yeah. with a long snout. With a snout, a curved snout. Hmm. I don't know if you've seen pictures or heard of uh, uh, boll weevils on cotton. Right. Uh, go ahead and you can just Google, well, just Google weevils and you'll, you'll see uh, uh, weevils with curved snouts. They're about the size, the ones on hollyhocks are about the size of a grain of rice. Yeah. Okay. And they'll, uh, they'll damage the buds, and then the flowers come out all goofy looking. Yeah. And they, I see that they're typically out at night. Yeah. 
All right, I'll check on that. So those uh, are two things that you, <clears throat> it's almost impossible to grow hollyhocks without. Right, right. Uh, I, uh, I wanted to ask you a question about potatoes. I know that uh, I think Keith had tried growing them in containers this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I had grown some in containers. They came up very nicely. They were in the greenhouse. I, didn't, I wanted to move them out to the garden, which I did, but only after the foliage had started turning level, uh, yellow and started dying back. Um, and some of them were worse than others, but I went ahead and planted them out, and uh, I was hoping that I would see some new top growth come back from those potatoes. So I did what you often suggest, and I started digging down to see what was going on underground. And sure enough, in every one of those planting areas for potatoes, there were two or more little potatoes uh, that had been in the pot. Uh, they were not no rotting. Uh, they were firm. They looked good. They're one or two inches in size. Um, and there was uh, the soil was moist, but not muddy. Mm-hmm. Is there anything that I should do or can do that is going to stimulate those to put out new top growth? Not till next year. Okay. Yeah, you can leave them in the ground, and they might winter through and then start up again next spring. All right. You'll have to mulch them in, probably have to mulch them in pretty heavily for the winter. And uh, if I expose them, like dig them up and expose them to light, are they going to sprout? Not right away, no. Not not quickly enough to do any good this year. (laughs) I I personally would just harvest them and eat them as new potatoes and start from scratch next year. Okay. And be sure to harvest the really small ones, like the end of your thumb. Uh huh. Those are really good. Okay. Yeah, you uh-huh. boil those up and they practically melt in your mouth. All right. Well, I've definitely got a few of those I can uh, I can harvest. I've got a few that are still going uh, with top growth, so I'm just kind of waiting for those to look better. Yeah, usually when the top growth starts to yellow and die down, that's a that's a sign that it's time to harvest. Okay. So it thinks it's done. Yes. Okay, that's important for me to know. Um, one other question: I have a sago, uh, I guess incorrectly called sago palm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's a cycad, I believe. Right. And uh, I have seven new leaves that are coming out okay just with wonderful vigor uh i'm going to cut off some of the older leaves on the outside that are looking looking lousy um how much light i know i may have to gradually increase it but how much light do these plants like well i've seen them growing in um you know in more tropical areas in full sun Uh uh-huh and that's a lot of sun yeah, hot, full sun, absolutely. Yep. Uh, but I'm going to have to do that gradually if the plant is... Yeah, I wouldn't take it from low light conditions and put it out in the hot sun immediately. Right. You might try just eastern sun first. All right. Now, <clears throat> one thing I was going to say is that if you're planning on bringing this, obviously you'll bring the plant back inside for the winter, correct? Right. So the outside sun that you give it, try to... 
come as close to as you can to what the inside light levels will be when you bring it in the winter. Okay. So you, you, unless you're growing it in full sun indoors, I don't think I'd probably put it in full sun outdoors. Right. Because it'll have to readapt once it comes inside. Right. So uh, either I'll, uh, the other option would be in the winter would be to put it in the greenhouse where it will get, the light will be less in the winter, but more than anything I could give it. Yes. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and don't forget, uh, if you have a greenhouse and anybody who has one of these, when once you get your plant really starts looking good in the greenhouse, feel free to bring it inside and, and put it on display for, well, on psyched for, you know, several weeks. Okay. And then put it back in the greenhouse again. And how long before it's going to put out another flourish of seven new leaves, and, and what will encourage it to do that? I think that's a yearly. Well, yeah, it's a yearly event. Now, is it going to be seven next time? I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I don't care if it's seven, but, but a, nice, a nice new cluster of new leaves. Yeah, I think, I, like I think you can expect them to do that at least once a year. If all the conditions are right, and, you know, it's, it's happy. Right. Okay, well, if I can keep the hail and the deer away from it, because the deer do damage it. Oh, they do? I wouldn't expect that. Huh. Well, they just nibble on it, and yeah. to, make it to make it ugly, you know. And yeah, so yeah. It's not like some plants that where the foliage doesn't last forever, like, uh, you know, where they can recover very quickly. It takes a little longer. So. Right. Okay, well, I'll just uh, be careful with the light, and I'll take good care of it. Yeah, well, just keep in mind that way back when, uh, there were dinosaurs that nibbled on these things. That's right. Right. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks for your call this morning, Steve. All right. Bye now. Bye. And the plants have outlived the dinosaurs. So no more nibbling by dinosaurs on <clears throat> on these plants. Yeah, their natural predator is gone. That's right. Oh. They outlived them. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. We've got uh, Luann waiting to talk to us from what? Tagawa Gardens. Good morning, Luann. I just want you both to know that there's really nothing wrong with me, even though I went to charge my phone upside down and couldn't figure out why it came out of a little holder with no charge. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Let the world know. Okay. I'm fine. Oh, dear. You know, it's like, what's wrong with this thing? It's it. <laughs> The whole heel shut. <laughs> of course, I did plant my garlic upside down one year, and that all turned out better than my phone. <laughs> it's just another day in paradise, don't you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. really. Hey, lots and lots of stuff going on at Tagawa Gardens now and for the next few days at least, and beyond, of course. We have those wonderful palisade peaches and some hydroponic, giant hydroponic heirloom tomatoes in. And if you grab a peach, you better grab a paper towel or a beach towel with it because they are, <laughs> they are super juicy and they're absolutely wonderful. We wait all year for these things to come around and they are here and they're just, just absolutely glorious. Um, we have what we call a flash sale between now and next through next Thursday, 25% off on our perennial or ornamental grasses, which people love. Thankfully, they're really getting into these. Yeah. Um, which, you know, when I started, hello, goodbye. Um, when I started into these a few into the Gawas, I don't know, 13 years ago, people didn't want anything that didn't have a flower. Yeah, that's right. right. You know? yep. And boy, has, have the ornamental grasses really won them over. So between now and next Thursday, 25% off and on our ornamental grasses. 
also want to give a, uh, a little bit of a promo to Rob Proctor, who is opening up his garden again on Sundays, 8 a.m. to noon, every Sunday until frost, he says. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it's really, it's an amazing garden. Wear comfortable shoes, wear a good sun hat, but it is, it is something to see. It's not how everybody can garden, but it's a wonder what he and, and David have created up there. And um, 3030 West 46th Avenue, they request a $10 donation to the Denver Dumb Friends League, but it's a little more casual than it's been in the past. Um, but it's an amazing garden to see. Lots of inspiration, lots of envy, you know, mm-hmm. going on. But it's, uh, it's well worth it the trip up and who doesn't want to help out the critters at the Dumfries? yeah really exactly really um next saturday john uh, from our dick's corner crew he and i will be doing a zoom class on midsummer lawn care and that's free of course you can get in and uh, get your zoom invitation um on the virtual learning link at tagawagardens.com what else what else what else my goodness oh yeah raspberries currants apples not too late to plant we still have them in stock and so anybody whose mouth is drooling over the peaches, well, you can expand your own fruit harvest with some of the wonderful perennial things in our fruit section, bushes and trees at Tagawa's. Sounds and good. I also wanted to give a plug. It's not a plug. He doesn't need plugs for me. The, in, the inimitable Dr. Whitney Cranshaw up at CSU, mm-hmm. the bug guru. I remember reading something when, it, when the whole uh, killer murder hornets came out a year or so ago. So I looked it up. And he, he is, if you haven't read anything by Dr. Cranshaw, you should, because terribly readable, dry wit, got to love it. But he calls the, um, the whole do about the, the murder hornets, the so-called murder hornets, silly and needlessly inflammatory. <laughs> and he points out, points out quite rightly, that there are a whole lot of bugs that we love, insects that we love, that are meat eaters. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, and including lady beetles, ladybugs. That's right. And be- just because <coughs> these guys are big, two inches long, the Asian giant hornets are the largest hornet in the world. Three-inch wingspan, which itself I understand is a little, little creepy, but he says they, they, they uh, will decapitate the beetle, kind of mush up the rest, take it home, lay an egg, on, paralyze it rather. Ah, there is a reason. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, they, they take it, they paralyze it, they take it home, they lay an egg on it. It's still alive, but it's paralyzed, and then they're young. Kind of, you know, yeah. You know, on that, remember the movie Alien? It's kind of yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. But he says that doesn't mean we should call them the kidnap slowly butcher wasps. <laughs> 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 so he goes, you know, go easy. They're they're <laughs> predatory wasps. They're hunting wasps. They'll never survive in Colorado. <laughs> People need to just lighten up. Boy. Okay. Well, I I think the big deal about them though is that <clears throat> is that they're an exotic. They're not. They don't belong here. And it's yeah. just another thing like the Absolutely. emerald ash borer or the elm leaf beetle or any of those sorts of things that yeah. I wish they were gone. We wish they were gone. Um, the good news from him is he said they would absolutely need a ride from the, you know, Washington, British Columbia area where they were discovered um, to get here. Oh, of course. They did yeah. get here. But I understand people, people are just so hinky about insects. You know, there's ones they love and there's ones they hate. Uh-huh. These guys... Um, are big and a little scary that way, but <laughs> get over it, you know. It's not <laughs> as soon as the media, which I get it, uh, you know, assigns the name like murder horns, everybody kind of creeps out. I'm a beekeeper, but I'm not worried, you know. No. So. Well, I, I didn't used to be worried about Japanese beetle either, but now I am. There you are, there you are <laughs> and rightfully so, but they can survive here. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. The giant, giant uh, Asian giant hornets can 
not. So rest easy, my friend. Okay. Hey, Tagawa Gardens, 7711 South Parker Road, one mile south of Arapahoe Road. TagawaGardens.com is where we live on the web, and we would love to see you there. And for our long class next Saturday, 9 o'clock. All right. Oh, 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock. I'll be there at 9. You don't have to be. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Goodbye. Thanks, Luann. Bye-bye. Oh, dear. She's always a joy. You want to take a, a break now? Well, it's that time, don't you know? Well, we're getting close. But, okay, okay, we'll do it just because there's two out of three that want to take it. So we'll take a, a break and be back after this on Legends 810. Rain or shine, stop by Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden to check out the great selection of annuals and perennials in stock. Trucks arrive almost daily with flowers, ornamental grasses, and shrubs. It is not too late to start some of the warm season veggies from seed, cucumbers, beans, squash, also some of the root crops, such as carrots and beets. The leafy veggies are fine if provided with shade. As always, Jared's has a great gift store and some fun garden art, lots of dragons this year, as well as many other unusual items. Stop in and check them out. Pots include several styles of aqua pots, the new stylish ceramic self-watering pots you see advertised everywhere. These pots, developed by proven winners, are not only stylish, but they reduce water usage and make it much easier to keep the plants happy and healthy. Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden on West Bulls Avenue between Kipling and Sims. Hours are 9 to 6 weekdays and 9 to 5 weekends. Hope to see you soon. It's time for a summer celebration. At Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, let us help you with the festivities. For a birthday, anniversary, or surprise, a hand-delivered fresh flower bouquet will add the finishing touch to any gala. More of a plant person? No worries. We have a great selection of indoor house plants and outdoor garden plants. A great gift for the green thumb or the beginner wanting to nurture something green. Just call and we'll take care of all the arrangements. We deliver smiles. It's easy to order flowers and plants. Call us 24-7 at 303-665-5555. Order on our website at lafayetteflorist.com or stop by. We're open daily. Celebrating over 72 years in business. Visit Boulder County's premier florist and garden shop, Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center. Located at 600 South Public Road in the heart of Lafayette. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Call into the Fix It Show with your questions about your home. Saturday morning at 9.30. Specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix It Show. Helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions, they have answers. Call into the Fix It Show every Saturday morning from 9.30 to 10.30 on Legends. And we are back. We're now taking your garden questions on Legends 810. We're taking them at this following phone number, 303-477-2473. Now, we first started off this show now over an hour ago. I told people that I have a list of agencies that have determined that Roundup is just okay and it's not carcinogenic at all. Let me give you a list. It's uh, one, two, three, four, five, five, five people here, five agencies. The German Federation of Inst German Federation Institute for Risk Assessment. 
the Australia Pesticides and Veterinary Medicines Authority, of course, our own Environmental Protection Agency, the European Chemical Agency, and the European Food Safety Authority. I thought <laughs> Europe was the one that was so up in arms uh, about exactly. it. Exactly. And they have all determined that uh, Roundup is safe. Used appropriately. Appropriate. That doesn't mean you can put it on your cereal every morning. That, they're not saying that. And, uh, and some of the reports I'm reading that uh, we've probably all heard, there were two giant awards <clears throat> given to, uh, to people uh, that, that uh, Monsanto has to pay for. Well, those two awards are being appealed, so stand by. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. So anyway, I just thought I'd tell you that. You can you know, make up your own mind. I, I find it, I think it's, I think it's safe. I use it sparingly. Very sparingly. I don't spray it on myself or my pets. <laughs> I haven't yet. <laughs> I mean, a lot of this stuff is just common sense. You use it appropriately yeah. according to label directions, and you don't abuse it. And I do that with all pesticides. That includes the pesticides, meaning also herbicides as well. Um, spray them. Uh, and fungicides. Medicines. Take the take the precaution. Yeah, medicine, medicines. You don't want to Absolutely. abuse that. Everything in the medicine cabinet, I take, uh, you know, sparingly as needed. Prophylactically, sometimes it all depends. I mean, if you want to get down to it, salt can kill you. Well, yes, and you can also drink too much water, and it'll kill you. Yep. And people have died from drinking too much water. <laughs> have they really? Yes. Just reading the report of somebody somewhere was working working out at some really really hot temperatures, probably over 100 degrees, and and uh, you know he was getting to be thirsty, and he decided to to go off into in the shade somewhere and and guzzle down some ice water, mm-hmm. almost died. Mm. Apparently the water the ice water hits your stomach and all the blood from the rest of your body goes to the stomach to warm things back up again. Cause, you know that's kind of critical down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he passed out and almost died. Holy cow. Yeah. Just from drinking a lot of ice water when he was super hot. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. It sounds like it could be. Well, if you say it three more times, it is. Yeah, we, we've already said it twice, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get back out to the phones. We've got Mary <laughs> waiting to talk to us about trumpet vines. Good morning, Mary. Well, good morning. Hey, I saw a beautiful trumpet vine. It was growing up on a fence, and it was coming over the fence watching the traffic. (laughs) And I thought, I've got to get some of that. Can I take a cutting of that? No. Oh, shoot. (laughs) It it won't grow from a cutting? Well, it can be done, but it's not an easy thing to do with that plant. You You would be better digging up some of the root sprouts oh oh geez i don't know if they would let me in their yard to <laughs> take that up i was just hoping yeah. to <clears throat> gardens that are scary oh they do yes I they will a... probably carry three colors the the typical orange there yeah. are several uh red or red orange ones out there and there's a yellow one uh-huh well this was the red orange and it was just beautiful they are and good again this year. Mm-hmm. So if if I would go around and try to find 
the trumpet vine, I could plant it now? Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And have you gone by Aspen Grove this year? It's been a month no. or so since I've been there, no, but it I looked really nice when I was there last. Oh, it's just in its glory. It's beautiful. It's At, beautiful. For everybody else out there, it's uh, she's talking about Aspen Grove Shopping <coughs> Center on South Santa Fe. Yeah. And yes. it's down near Santa Fe and Mineral. And Mineral, yeah. General area there. <coughs> yeah. And they do a really nice job of planting up all of their planter beds, and they don't shear everything into a ball. That's right. That's it, right. It is yeah. actually remarkable, and in a way, it's really sad. What? Sad in that I don't know of another shopping mall anywhere who comes anywhere close to that. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It is just gorgeous. They all get, yeah, all the malls get planted up, and they spend tens of thousands of dollars putting plants in and then ignore them. Well, the oh. shopping mall, uh, I can't think of the name of it right now, cause I, and I live right down the street from it, off of University and, University in Arapaho. What is that shopping mall there? Uh, Orchard Place? No. no. Oh, it doesn't matter. But the, the one right there at University, they, they do a very nice job. Yeah, Not quite as nice as, as Aspen Grove, though. Mm -hmm. But they mm -hmm. do a very nice job there. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, most of them are abominable. Well, I know people were just taking lots of pictures. I'll bet. I'm sure, you know. Are yeah, there they, hibiscus starting to bloom yet? <clears throat> not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Boy, they have some big ones there. Yeah. Yes, when they, they do. When they start blooming, it's just a it's a traffic stopper when they start to bloom. That's right. That's right. It's just gorgeous. And, and you got to think some there's got to be I know I have gone there just because the landscaping looks so pretty. Mhm. Mm uh, mm -hmm. I could I could visit the very same stores in other places much closer to me, but I'd rather go there and 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 shop there. And you got to think the same thing's got to be true at other places. South Glen Mall, that's South what Glen it is. Mall, South yeah. Glen Mall at yeah. University in Arapaho. Yeah, really nice, oh. nicely done. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, I know a few of the ladies walking around were just walking to admire the gardens. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was just beautiful. Is the en what? Uh, what's the entryway planted up with this year? Do you know? Could you tell? Uh, I don't know the name. I mean, they have them in the levels. There's the low growing, blooming, and then the next step. Mm -hmm. You know, that are looking over the shoulders of the bottom bloomers, and then there's. It is just amazing. Yeah, I parked my car and actually walked up there, <laughs> taking pictures of the entryway. I wish they would put little little cards as to what they are, yeah. what's blooming. I know petunias, but that's about it, and begonias, and that's it. And the rest of it would just be, if they could label it, it would be so nice. So, well, just wondering about that trumpet vine. I won't be able to take cuttings from that beautiful No, plant. I don't think so. I mean, it can be done, but I, I think you'd probably need a greenhouse and... <laughs> Uh, you need Misting a propagation system. room, mist yeah. system, and yeah. bottom heat and all kinds of stuff. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll wait and maybe yeah. go to the garden shops t this weekend. You, you might, uh, for, the, for the heck of it, you might check online, check with Mr. Google about propagating trumpet vine. You might oh. find some instructions on how you can do this at home. Okay. And I can think okay. of one way that might work, but I don't know. I've never tried it. And that would be to take some uh, woody stems 
um, probably about the size of your thumb or slightly smaller. Mm-hmm. Long, long sections, probably about uh, six, eight inches long. Okay. And bury those in your vegetable garden up to and leaving only like one inch showing above the ground. And do this in the fall. Oh. And keep, oh. The, keep the area moist over the winter. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a chance they might root in over the winter. At least okay. some of them. Some of them might. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This works with some plants. Okay. Okay. That might be something to do. And then there's okay. also seed. Oh, yeah. You can start from seed and then uh, uh, be prepared to wait for five, six, seven years for it to bloom. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the thing. It's. <clears throat> I, I'm at the age now that I don't want to wait five, six, seven years. Yeah. No, I don't either. I want it now. Mm-hmm. So, Okay. Well, I sure appreciate your show, and I appreciate your help. Well, and thank you for your call. Thanks for calling, well, thank Mary. Thank you. Yes. Bye-bye. I have decided, probably against my better judgment, to pick up a couple of trumpet vines. I'm going to be putting up this pergola, and I yeah. want it to be covered with trumpet vine. And I'm going to get this one called Minnesota Red. Yeah. Reds are pretty mm-hmm. no doubt i kind of like the reddish orange it's kind of like a flame mm-hmm. yeah it's very very nice you know at one time the red ones none of them were harder here i know now yeah. they are Several well if it's more. if it's named minnesota red they, uh, <laughs> it probably isn't hardy here yeah but i'm just hoping it is and, and i'm hoping that the suckers aren't aren't too awful to deal with yeah that, i've got two over the fence <clears throat> in my backyard and uh, one died almost to the ground last year and the other one wasn't phased uh there's the one that died way back is now starting to sucker and i don't know if that's those two are associated with each other or not but but they're they're just tiny suckers mm-hmm. it's not bad yet <laughs> we'll my, see my tiger eye sumac has been in the ground for five six years now mm-hmm. and every once in a while it would throw a little sucker here this year, there's more suckers than usual. Yeah. But again, just <coughs> real easy to just bend down, pull them out. Of you the can ground. pull them out. Yeah. yeah, some plants you can do that with the suckers. Yep. Yep. So hey, today so is National Peach Ice Cream Day. Let's go. Uh, right after the show, we're going to go out and get ourselves some peach ice cream. But it's also National Strawberry Rhubarb Wine Day. Ooh. Do those two go together, peach and strawberry, strawberry wine? Well, there's one way to find out. Oh, I, okay, we're going to do that too. Um, and I like this one. Toss away the could-haves and should-haves day. There we all need go. a day like that. My wife has a good one. When I say I should have done this or should have done that, she goes, you're shooting all over yourself. <laughs> yeah, you should have, could have, should have, could have, would have. It's also National Woody Wagon Day. Now, only the older generation would know what that's about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. National Yellow Pig Day. And I don't know what that's about at all. I don't. What's either. this with a yellow pig? I'm looking at Sean because he's younger and he's shaking his head. And he doesn't shrug his shoulders. <clears throat> well, there we just covered several generations right there. That's right. <laughs> so anyway, those are the kind of things we can celebrate today if you uh, don't have anything else going on at your house. I'm, yeah. yeah. Well, we are celebrating the house is painted and stained day. And it's done, and it's gorgeous, and I'm so happy. Does it still smell? It does have a little bit of a smell. Yeah. Not like the old days when all oh that was Lord. oil-based. I know. <laughs> yeah. But boy, does it make a difference. 
It does, doesn't it? it uh, the house looks new. It's, it's like a new house. It yeah. is. Yeah, I'll have to come over and take pictures. Okay. <laughs> Not. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, uh, so we don't see. have much time left here no, on this show. No, we don't. We don't. <clears throat> I just wanted to remind everybody that uh, if you happen to miss a show one week, you can always <laughs> listen to it on Sunday evenings, same stations, from 6 to 8 on Sunday evenings. Today's show will be repeated tomorrow from 6 to 8. Or you can go and listen to our podcasts on podbean.com. And it's also on 95.3 FM. Right. Being simulcast. Yes. Not only on eight Legends 810, which is KLVZ, but also on 95.3. That's both, to, well, today's over with, but <laughs> uh, tomorrow... Uh, Sunday from 6 until 8. Same mm-hmm. thing. On both stations. Same bat stations. Right. So if you're having right. trouble getting the AM station, you try the FM station. Yeah. One's got to work for you somewhere. And I suppose there's a way to listen to the show streaming live on your computer or yeah. mobile device. <clears throat> yeah. I haven't researched that too far yet. I haven't either. All right. There's music indicating we have to get out of here and make room for whatever comes next into the studio. We're not quite sure what that is, but we'll find out on the way out. So thank you, everybody, for listening and participating in our show here. It's your show as well. Remember, as always, keep your shovel sharp. Be careful where you dibble. And if you had any questions in mind that you didn't get in here and talk with us this week, write them down. If you have a good memory, just remember it and bring them back to us uh, because we're going to be right here in this studio on the very same station we are right now which is Legends 810. The preceding program is sponsored by JK Communications.